0: Hello everybody, welcome back to my podcast, Unbridled with Erin. I was just sat in my apartment after work and I've been so full of energy today. Like I've been so giddy, so full of life and feeling good. And I was just sat there kind of stewing, like I've already gone and cleaned out a load of stuff from my bathroom. I've put like two washes on, I've done more depop in, I know I'm obsessed. Um, I've been cleaning, and I've just got so much energy, and I don't know why. So I thought, I'm gonna chat to you instead. Like, like the pent-up energy can go into discussing stuff with you. Well, okay, it's not a discussion because I'm talking at you, but I'm gonna talk to you. Um, but yeah, like, why I might- why I am so full of life, you may wonder. Um, and weirdly enough, so my mum has been getting B12 shots, like injections, um, And it's meant to like help with energy and improve your mood and all these kind of things, just google it, like it's full of, like it's a magic shot apparently. Um, But then yesterday, Ebby wasn't feeling too spiffy, so I was like, girl, I'm gonna treat you to an injection, you know, I know that sounds like a real treat, but I'm gonna treat you to one. So my mum had hers, Ebby had hers, and they were like, do you want one? And I was like, "Uh, no thank you, I will scream, cry and throw up. because." I am the biggest wuss on the entire planet, in the world ever, when it comes to injections. Like, I pride myself on being a tough kind of girly, but when it comes to needles anywhere near my arms or body, I switch off. And it's really weird, because I know it doesn't hurt. My brain knows it doesn't hurt. Like, when COVID rolled around, That was a horrible time for us, uh, for many, many reasons, but me in particular, because I had to get the the vaccine. Um, And it included injections into my arm. And I know it doesn't hurt. I know it's a sharp scratch, like I'm not silly. And I don't even build myself up. I like walk in, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's the second I've had the injection, I think, I don't know what it is. My brain just switches off and I go all faint. Like I have fainted in the past. Um, didn't faint for my COVID injections, but went really clammy and nearly fainted. And I don't know what it is. I mean, I know a lot of people were getting faint from COVID injections, but I do it from every form of injection. So, anyway, my point is I, I said no. But I wonder if I am feeling like a placebo effect of just being there, like being in the room while these girls got energised. And if that's what's happened, I don't know. Something to consider. But. Oh my gosh, the new office. I know I updated you guys in the last episode that we've moved offices and it's been hectic and chaotic and all things, yeah, crazy, but the vibe is just amazing. Like I didn't realise quite how, high I didn't realise quite how like stifled we were in the space before. And I can't remember if I touched on it, but basically the office we had before was above another office and it was a really small room. And it started obviously with just one desk when we were tiny. And then it ended up having like three desks and then the neighboring rooms were like two of our stock rooms packing room. Then we, like, expanded to a room downstairs for an overflow stock room, and then we also had a large, like, warehouse lockup, a 10-minute drive. So, we had a lot of space, but it was all a bit mishmash-moshed, and, I don't know, it was just a bit awkward, I guess, like, awkward spacing. And then in the office, when we kept trying to, like, add more staff and in- increase it, it started going really weird. And I think it's because I was thinking about, the, like, the psychology of, like, feng shui. And all of our desks were sort of around the room, like, around the outside, like, rim of the room, if you will. And it was because we couldn't fit anything else in. And obviously, we just had, like, loads of random chopped and changed desks from when we first started. It didn't feel very smart to change all all of the desks when we already had like good usable ones but then now the new office if you've seen if you guys follow me on instagram and you've seen some of my stories and obviously like i said i'm going to do a tour on my youtube soon so keep your eyes out we what we've done is we've done like pods of three desks in the middle and we've got two pods of three and then we're probably going to add another few desks on because obviously we're expanding the team um, but weirdly with it all being in the middle, I don't know what it is, but it feels like a way more creative space. The vibe is amazing. And I was saying to the girls, I don't know why it feels like we can do better work. And I got everyone in. in the old office, we had like a couple of like normal office chairs on wheels. And then obviously because we kept adding staff in and like squeezing people in, we had a few just like normal, like dinner table chairs and I had to sit on like the comfy chairs because I didn't have a desk or an office or anything and in the new office or lock up or whatever you want to call the the new HQ I have an office room like my own office that I will share with my mum when we need you know quiet or to do some proper work but I have found myself gravitating upstairs to sit on the like more comfy chairs and then I keep pinching one of the office chairs And yeah, like, I I digress, but I I made sure everyone has the exact same chair because we used to have, like, chair wars in our old office where people would fight over, like, the comfy chairs. It's the little things. And so everyone's got the same chair. It's on wheels. It's really comfy. And I keep, like, going up, pinching a spare chair and, like, rolling my way around the room. And it's so much better. I feel like I can talk to everyone. I can help when, when help is required. Um, And we can all move around a lot more and I don't know it's weird and with the way it works when we talk to each other It's not like we're talking over each other. Whereas in the old space with the With like my comfy chairs sort of in the middle at the edge and all the desks surrounding it It was almost like every time you wanted to talk you were talking over people and you literally couldn't hear yourself think So it just feels like such a creative space and something that is way nicer for the brain and way nicer for productivity and all kinds of things. Obviously the new warehouse is super efficient, like everything has its place and everything has a matching shelf, whereas everything before was stuffed where we could fit it. And it was awkward and this is just amazing. Like the efficiency, my God, the efficiency is good. And it just makes me really happy. And I've really seen a change in the mood from all of my staff. They're all in amazing spirits. They all seem to be really happy in the new space. And I mean that probably helps that today we told them that we're gonna all finish an hour early on a Friday because literally nobody on the planet is productive at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Like you don't start any new tasks, you're like excited for the weekend and you just kind of want to get home. You want to beat the traffic. So we made an executive decision today to close an hour early on a Friday. So I think that's going to be nice for everyone and they were all buzzing about that which is good. But yeah, I think that's part of why I felt a bit giddy. I don't know. And also this was such a weird story that happened. So this only happened last night. But basically I used to so I used to be with modeling agencies and be like I guess a professional model. But if you guys know me or know of me or whatever, you might know my attention span is awful. Like you can get ten minutes out of me for a photo shoot and then I'm like Uh, are you done? I think it's because as well like I wouldn't say I'm the most vain like don't get me wrong we're all a bit vain nowadays with mirrors, social media, selfies, pictures and I think by looking at my social media you'd look at me and go my god that girl loves herself but it couldn't be further from from the truth. I get so bored of my own face and I think it's the amount of years spent in front of the camera uh, being like in the photo shoots for for my brands modeling all of this. So I look at it and I'm like, oh my god, that's boring. Like Can we just use somebody else's face or somebody else's body or whatever? But it's well when I'm modeling I feel like I give as many poses as I can All angles always and then I'm like right so I've done one of everything. Have you got it? But Obviously, there's a lot of people that like to keep shooting anyway. My point is I have a really crappy attention span like my mum who's our main photographer she knows that she can get like 10-15 minutes out of me and then I'm like right you got it like I can't keep going all day I'm not a modeling robot so yeah she always says when we have photo shoots with professional models she's like oh Erin why can't you be a bit more like them so much easier to shoot and I'm like yeah girl but I'm free so what you gonna do? I think that leads on to my attention span because I've completely forgotten what I was talking about. Let me think. Okay, I had a listen. I know what I was talking about. I was saying I used to be with model agencies but I don't like modeling because of my attention span and I get bored of my own face. Okay, so then I stopped being with modeling agencies because I found it so bloody boring that I just didn't want to do shoots and especially when you're in other people's time, so dull. So I started doing the odd case of like a little bit of freelance modelling for photographers that I knew or liked or stuff like that. And it's kind of different, it pays a little bit less, it's not as fun and I think, not in my case, but in the freelance modelling world can be a little bit seedy because you get a lot of like men with cameras that just want girls to do like lingerie shoots and it's a bit weird, whereas like with an agency, the photographer gets vetted like you can't really just hire a girl to go and pose in underwear you've bought that you want to see yeah it has to be more you know legit and professional but anyway i did a little bit and don't get me wrong it was not lingerie it was like you know tasteful and like some ballet modeling and stuff like that just for fun And there was a girl who also did freelance modeling and I sort of knew of her, we followed each other, whatever. She then moved to Sheffield, which is, you know, where my business is and where I've gone to school and all that kind of thing. And I remember thinking, oh my God, that's so crazy. Like we should get a drink and then we thought about it and then COVID hit, which obviously stopped everything in its tracks. And then we haven't really been in touch since then and then last night it just, I think at the moment I have a little bit of ADHD, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's a possibility, can you just gain ADHD? I'm not sure. But last night, out of the blue, it just popped into my brain and I thought, I wonder if she's still in Sheffield? So I had a little look on Instagram, saw so she was still in Sheffield, but I saw she now owned a photo studio. And I thought, that's so cool, good on her. And I clicked on the studio, was having a scroll, was thinking like, these pictures are lovely, like, wow. And I thought, I wonder where this studio is? You know, Sheffield's a very small world. So I scrolled up and imagine my shock when I see that it is the exact same street as my new office warehouse. I was like, what? That's so strange. So I clicked on her page and I went to message her and say, oh my God, like we're on the same street, we should go for a coffee. Imagine my surprise when yesterday she had mess, or the day before, sorry, cause I'm talking about this happened yesterday, the day before that, she had messaged me out of the blue saying, I've seen your sign on the building. Like I've seen we're on the same street. How crazy, like we should meet up. And I was like, that is creepy timing. But yeah, so we just went for a nice coffee today and she was so lovely. She does modeling, photography, she has her own studio, which is obviously brilliant for us. And the weird thing is the building's even closer to my new office than I thought. It's literally like opposite to the left. And it would just blew my brain a little bit, like what a small world, you know? So, yeah, that really perked me up. Like I don't often meet new people. I know that sounds really silly because technically I meet people all the time, but I don't often meet new people that like surprise me that I get on with and that I think, wow, they're genuinely lovely. So yeah, that really perked me up today. I thought that was really nice. Like, I have a new friend and you know, a business contact as well, which was fab. And that was kind of it for today. So like, today was Brill, like, so good. It was just busy. I like went to the gym this morning. I rode my horses, which was lovely. Went to the office, which has the most amazing vibe and then met a new friend for coffee. And now I'm just sat organising my life. So yeah, it's been a really good day. And I know it doesn't sound like anything crazy, but I've been having a hard few weeks. Like I've really been down in the dumps over the last few weeks and probably not this week, just gone. I'm probably not last week, last week's when things started looking up a bit, but I just felt so low for a few weeks and I think winter doesn't help, but I just want to point out that it is so natural to have low days and what nobody really tells you, I mean they always say it gets better, but no one tells you that if you genuinely just trundle through, try your best to get through the crappy days, one day things just feel lighter and brighter and it's not always like easy to pinpoint why, but it does. Like I can't tell you, other than those little points, like why I feel so much better mentally and in my brain than that, I I don't know. I mean also, another reason I was feeling a bit low was social media, like I am not loving social media right now, I enjoy it for posting aesthetic pictures and I enjoy it for sharing little snippets into my life, but I think the toxicity in the equestrian world, and obviously this is a bigger topic, and one I might discuss with Ebony on, like the next time she sits in as a, you know, a co-host or a guest or whatever you wanna call her on this. But yeah, it's such a toxic world. Like, I think social media is really toxic anyway. We all know that, and I think TikTok has made it worse. Like TikTok's actually one of my favorite platforms. But I would say Instagram as a whole wasn't that bad. YouTube hit and miss, TikTok is really elevated, like hate and abuse and nastiness, I guess. Partly I think is because it allows people to be more anonymous and it does showcase your video to a shit ton more people than it usually would on other platforms. So obviously with more exposure, you're open to more opinions but people can feel quite anonymous, so they can say what they like. And I don't know, it just, it's opened the door for a lot of people to to be a bit odd. And I think I was reading some article and I can't remember exactly the words, but it was kind of saying that social media is weird for humans because you wouldn't necessarily, I mean, some people would, but you wouldn't really walk up to a stranger on the street and be like, I think you are ugly and I don't like your shoes, whereas, people see you online and it dehumanizes you. So they might look and go, oh, she's ugly and I don't like her shoes. This is, you know, a really random example, but then certain people, you may be having a bad day, you might be having a crappy time. You might just want to voice your opinion for once. Like maybe nobody listens to your opinion at home and they'll comment, you're really ugly and I hate your shoes because there's no repercussions. There's nobody in person to go, well, you're this and you're that and like argue back. And you can just turn your phone off and be like, haha, feel better, I insulted somebody. And it makes it really impersonal. And I don't know, I don't know if that's a healthy outlook. You know, obviously I do like social media and I'm grateful for it within our generation, but you know, if you look at it from the, like, it dehumanises people and it allows people to behave in ways they wouldn't in a normal social situation, then it, It is a bit scary, like I do wonder where we're going to be one day, like what, what social skills are going to be like, and is every just, everybody just going to be mean to people, I don't know, it's weird, and like on the other side of that, like obviously I was just explaining like strangers on social media, but as somebody with quite a lot of followers, people see, not everybody, but some people see it as famous, obviously I don't, I don't feel famous at all, (laughs) I mean at all, But they see you as more of a public figure, and it's like, oh, but it's all right because they don't, they're not a person, they're like a public figure there for my amusement, so that's almost even worse, like, it desensitises somebody on social media, but then you put a public figure or someone, someone considers famous into the mix, and they don't think you're a real person, they think you're just, like I say, some, some robot there for their amusement, and I've seen people say before, like, Oh, But you know it's me woe is me, but it's all right for like her She should be doing this and she should be doing that and it's it's really really strange outlook so My brain doesn't quite like comprehend the way Other people see social media and what they use it for like me and Abby have talked about this before but I Could never fathom looking at somebody's posts and leaving horrible comments or even passing judgment on really short clips without knowing a full story like um some girl of you might know but i'm not going to name i can't be bothered did a video on me recently and it was really weird because she'd done a video on me a few years ago in support and then she'd put a really weird poll up hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank I don't think Erin can handle her horse and it's dangerous. So I dropped her a message cuz we'd been on, you know, nice talking terms. And I said like I'm really confused, you know, like the video you're you were talking about was 2 years ago. You know, my horse is really well behaved, like I'm definitely not in any danger. Um, you know, any advice you want to give me is fine, but I don't really get it. And she wrote a like fairly nice little bit obnoxious reply, but whatever, I kind of ignored that. And then she, then I basically said, like, you know, I'd really kind of, not these words, but I was kind of like, you know, I've been struggling on social media, I find it really toxic, and, you know, I'd appreciate if you kind of considered the human element of what your videos and your content can do, if it's not got decent cause, or like, you know, reason, and... She sent me a voice note which I didn't want to listen to because I was just terrified she was gonna be having a go at me So I still to this day haven't listened to it, but you know is what it is I'm like one of those people who loves to like Not read things like if I send a risky message I like put my phone in the other room or if I send a risky email I don't wanna like go on my emails again. I don't know what it is It's weird. I'm like a stick your head in the sand kind of girl for a bit Like I don't like to he- read those like head-on. I keep saying like and I'm really sorry. But then she posted a video and it was bizarre because it was all, like it was mostly about me and it was obviously very derogatory, but instead of being about the danger she thought I was in with my horses and how I can't handle them, it was like Erin sexualizes equestrian sport. And the video she used was one where um, me and Ebby were walking around the barn and we were pretty cold, but we didn't have coats on because obviously we were trying to showcase the brand. And our, you know, nips were slightly peeking through our shirt fabric because it was freezing. And apparently that is, you know, sexualizing the entire equestrian sport, which was bizarre, but it was all designed to get people commenting hate and being really horrible to me. And then she then put up another poll basically saying, well, so I've been told I don't look at the page because my new tactic is I don't watch and I don't read things that are gonna put me in a weird mental space. But I, yeah, I heard that she then put a poll on saying, do you think Erin like sexualizes the equestrian spot? And I just thought that was really weird. Like what's this weird vendetta that you're making up reasons to make videos? And I think it's like sensationalism, clickbait, like, I didn't really need to be picked on in that. Like, I don't sexualize any form of sport. Like, I am a woman, I have boobs. If some people find me sexy, then that's their opinion. But I, there's not really a whole lot I can do bar wear a bin bag or baggy clothes. But even then, there's some people that will still sexualize you. And there's a huge difference between being sexy or sexual, I guess, and being sexualized. Like, I don't think it's a crime for women to take control of their femininity and enjoy feeling sexy and, and, you know, desirable, etc. But being sexualized is when no matter what you wear, someone sexualizes you. And I think that's the same for horse riding. I feel like no matter what you're doing on a horse, no matter what you're wearing, you may get sexualized because there's a lot of ignorant people out there that associate horse riding with, you know, sexual things, which is messed up, but I am not the root cause. But anyway, that's a story for another day. That's a long story, but it just brings me on to, I can't fathom like making giant videos dedicated to tearing other people down and just to make me feel better. And it's really strange. I find the horse world really strange. I'm actually considering taking a little breather, but you know, we'll explore that in the future. I'm just taking some time to decide what it is I actually want out of, you know, life, I guess, and the equestrian world and stuff like that, but definitely does make me feel a little bit negative towards it because I, you know, there's so many people that might not like me. Like you can't be everybody's cup of tea. But the crazy thing is most people don't actually know me. Like, fair enough if you know me and don't like me. I probably don't like you either. Like, it's like, it's fine. It's human nature. You're not going to like everybody. But when you don't know people and you're passing judgments just on clips of their social media or a few videos or how they come across, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I, it it's not normal for me. Like, I would never go out of my way to ruin somebody's day or make them feel crap just because I wanted to. Like, you'd have to really be horrible to me to cause me to be like a bit horrible back but I am really working on I just want to be a good person like I I think I am but I'm really rambling now but I don't know I just I think it's the year that we all could improve we could all check ourselves and make sure we're being kind to people make sure our morals are in the right place there's enough people out there with no morals so you know be be a reason somebody smiles in a day, not a reason somebody's crying or upset or frowny. I'm so digressed again. I think my attention span is at rock bottom today. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys, I don't know the, the listeners on this, I'm not sure if you guys are the same who are interested in my writing videos and stuff like that. If you are, please drop me an Instagram message because I'm definitely debating doing less Equine related videos like obviously I love horses and they're always gonna be part of my life And I'm always gonna ride but I do social media for fun. Like I don't really make money out of social media I've got full-time jobs like it is not my sole income So I'm at that point where I'm like is it worth it? Like if I thought I was making people happy and they were really enjoying my content I'd keep going but if I'm gonna post videos and just get picked apart slaughtered and bitched about all the time and accused of certain things, then what's the point? Like, I don't gain enough out of it and I really don't wanna be famous. I I flitted with the idea. Like, I thought about it when I got a lot of followers on TikTok and I was like, oh, this is exciting. Like, I'd love to be famous and maybe I should do Love Island and maybe I should do this. But realistically, I'm not built for fame. I I, I want a quiet life. Like, I enjoy taking pretty pictures. I enjoy making get ready with me videos, but do I wanna be famous? No, I'd love to just engage with those of you who enjoy my content. I absolutely love posting for you guys and for the enjoyment, I guess, of others. And I enjoy doing it myself, but bar that, what's the point? I don't know. I think like the influencer phase for people, you know where for a while, everyone wanted to be an influencer and everyone's, everyone wants to get on Love Island, everyone wants to get on TV. I really think that's gonna have its day soon. I mean, there's more and more people speaking out about how it's really not all that. Like I just saw an interview, um, did I see an interview or did somebody tell me about it? I can't remember. Uh, with Sue from Love Island saying like, it's really not what it's cracked up to be, I guess. And that it's, you've gotta be really tough and really thick skinned and you've gotta really want it to be in that position. And I think influencers are in a really weird bracket because you've got to look at celebrities like A-list celebs for the longest time up until about TikTok time. Most of them didn't even run their own social media accounts. They had teams to run it. So they had social media, but they weren't on it. They weren't reading people's like opinionated derogatory comments. TikTok's opened the door that a lot more celebrities are on it because, you know, it's weird. It's weird seeing celebrities sort of being normal people and doing TikTok sounds and dancing around, but it's really fun. But that being said, like they kind of win in that position because they don't have to see the crap. So they can be on social media, they can be famous, they can benefit from it, but they don't need to take the bad with the good bits. Whereas influencers are not necessarily famous enough that they could have a team running their social media And they are typically only of a level of fame or, you know, influence because it's their personality and them on social media. So without that, with a team running it, then obviously it becomes a bit redundant and no longer makes sense. They're no longer an influencer because they have no influence because it's not them. So you then have like a really exposed, like you don't have to, but you are really exposed to the bad along with the good. And it is really difficult because I love to go through my comments and reply to nice people. Like, I love to make sure people supporting me know it's appreciated and I care, you know, I appreciate them. But with that, then you've got to scroll through the bad, which is hard. So you kind of become in a rock and a hard place. You don't know whether you should just ignore all the comments, the good or the bad. Or scroll and try to develop like a thicker skin. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of past that. I just don't want to read any crap about myself. If you don't like me, I don't care. If if you know, if you disagree with something I'm doing, I don't care. Like I know my morals are in the right place and that's all there is to it. Like that was the biggest ramble of my entire life. My idea for the podcast today was to come on and fill you guys in about like my week, what's been going on, all this stuff. And then yeah, that just fell out of my mouth so what can I update you on next let me have a little thing oh ice skating so I don't know if you guys know but I have a second podcast and it is with Ebby. she's a you know featured on this this podcast many many times but we have our own personal podcast called from me to her and it's a little bit more light-hearted a little bit more about life friends boys dramas stuff like that and it's a good listen so you know if you guys want to listen to that please head on over and also give us a rate that would be brilliant like I think people forget to rate the show but I would love to see you know some ratings obviously you know if the five if that if you don't like it you don't have to rate it don't worry don't worry leave it out but in our podcast together we've been talking about the fact we've both both been learning to ice skate. So adult ice skating like learning as a beginner is interesting because obviously we're so much taller. The balance isn't quite there and it's a huge learning curve. And I am quite lucky because I'm naturally sporty. So like growing up I could try any sport and be pretty decent at it and I've always loved to be active. And I think that's because my dad was a sportsman. He was a footballer and I think I think it's just in the blood. Let's let's give him the creds. Go on Paul, thank you for that. But yeah, so I've been picking it up pretty easily. I'm already in level six. I got moved up the other night, which was so exciting. But you know, you just know you've done quite well. Like the instructor was kind of looking at me a little bit more and I, like, not landed because I wasn't doing any jumps, but I'd executed a few of the things pretty well. And I was like, oh, I wonder. And anyway, she moved me up, which was so exciting. So I'm in the next level. But because Abby and I are now in different levels, she, and I wanted to skate together. So we've been booking a few lessons with a girl who's a professional figure skater, who is amazing, but she used to go to my school. I think she's a year, one or two years younger than me, and she's so cute, she's such a talented skater. And we've been having like double lessons with her, so we get a chance to skate together and obviously to improve. And it was really good, like Ebby's coming on a long way, like she's found the one-on-ones really helpful. But the other day, I feel like no, it was yesterday. The other day. God, my mind is boggling today. The other day she yesterday, oh my gosh, sorry. Yesterday she taught me a few more things and oh my gosh, I felt like Ice Princess. If you've not seen that movie, please go watch it. It's the best film ever. It just it gives me like Aquamarine level of wholesome vibes, you know? Oh, I'm gonna watch Aquamarine tonight. Good Erin. She just like I just gave myself the idea of a movie. Um, but yeah, so I did this like thing into a, a thing. It was like a lunge thing into like bringing your legs together and like doing that spin that you see, you know, where you stood up and your arms are like crossed across your chest and you like spin. And I it, it felt like I could win the Olympics. I mean, I've seen a picture that my mom took or a video and it did not look anything special, but it felt so good. So it is the little wins, like, felt so satisfying and Ebby finally got her skating on one leg so she can lift it up for a few seconds now. And it's it's really the little wins, like both of us went away feeling accomplished. And I think what you all should do is try a new skill because it's so hard. Like I watched this figure skating competition the other week and I was like, obviously in my mind, I was like, mm, that's not very good. or Oh, she's really good or oh this. I'm judging that in my head thinking, like that people aren't, like isn't very good. And I can't even do it. And I think that's what we all do. Like a lot of people judge somebody else, even though we co- we couldn't do it if we tried. So honestly, I urge you guys to try a new skill because the, like my mum said, there's nothing more humbling than being a beginner at a new sport. And it not only is it good for like your social life and your sense of accomplishment, good fitness, and it makes you appreciate other people, like beginners in other sports. And it it does develop a little bit more compassion because it's not easy. Like when I tried to teach Ebby to ride, obviously I've not been a riding beginner since I was probably a toddler. Like I've been able to ride since I was really little. So I don't remember what they taught me in terms of getting my balance and sitting on. And I remember when I gave Ebby a lesson, which it is on my YouTube. Uh, It's my non-equestrian best friend rides my horse. And it's quite a funny series, but the first time we did it, I was getting a little bit frustrated because I'd explained everything, I'd showed her. We'd done like 20 minutes and she still couldn't rise in the trot. And in my mind, I mean, I think I kept it cool on the video, but in my mind, I was like, for God's sake, girl, can you not just get this now? But actually, now I get it because I'm sure ice skaters see me and go, my God, why is she making that look like such a dog's dinner, that's hard work. Like, it's not hard work, sorry. And there's me like, oh my God, how do they do this? How do they balance? Like, I've not got those muscles. I've not got that center of gravity. And yeah, that's exactly the same for Ebby. So it's given me newfound respect for anybody who's a beginner riding horses. I, I know horse riding's not easy anyway, but if you guys are learning, keep going. Honestly, go you. And if you're learning a new sport or you're trying, go you and just make sure we keep our compassion for, for beginners, and for, and for everyone, realistically. But yeah, okay, my train of thought's ran out, I've gone really tired, my back aches, and I need a weight so I'm gonna go and do all that, and make some dinner, and sign off for the night. I hope you guys enjoyed this informal, catch-up, rambly podcast episode. And I'll talk to you next time, please do go follow, like, subscribe, anything you need to do, please make it, make it done, make it done, make it happen, there we go, (laughs) the at is unbridled with Erin, and I love you guys, bye.